a quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Paul Andre de Vera. There's a professional YouTuber who knows his stuff and caught me out because he didn't tell me he was going to do that. Absolutely welcome, Paul Andre. <laughs> thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Pleasure to be on. Brilliant. Wonderful. So, as always, we start with the brand set. Um, and I've looked you up here and you've got your knowledge panel, which you told me about. You've got all your social channels up there. That's pretty good. I, you said you had a duplicate and you managed to get rid of the duplicate, which is awesome. Is that correct? Yeah. Remember when we were kind of looking at things when we saw like someone search Dre Devera and Dre Devera was coming up and then Google was thinking that was two different people, but yeah. I was able to identify that I was one person. Now they show one, one knowledge panel for both names. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that duplication is a real problem because Google will trigger multiple knowledge panels for the same person at the drop of a hat. And actually getting rid of the, or deduplicating, as I call it, isn't mm -hmm. as easy as it might at first appear. So well done to you. And the other thing is you've got the filter pill at the top there with videos, um, oh, yeah. which is logical given, <laughs> given your speciality. And um, oh, sorry, it just says we're having trouble streaming to LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. Well, um, excuse me. Right. So, and sorry, yeah, you're on video. Excuse me. I've completely lost the thread here with a, an error message because Anton isn't here. So I'm dealing with the production. And it's, of, of course, immediately it's gone totally wrong. Um, here's the video results on your brand set. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got the video boxes down there at the bottom and then you've got the youtube channel actually feeding directly into the cert which is brilliant so it's now showing the youtube channel much like it would show the twitter channel so that's almost real-time control of another element of the cert so you need to manage those videos and then if you click on the video tab you've got these videos which is another set of videos that you also need to look after in terms of figuring out what you want to appear and trying to encourage Google to uh, show the ones you want. So you've actually got multiple video verticals to look after just in your brand SERP. Yeah, love it. Uh, I've learned a lot of things from the brand SERP from you know, your channel. Yeah, no, and the thing about it is it, it seems simple. Like Paul Andre de Vera equals videos, simple. And then you say, well, there's actually three or four different verticals that you actually need to look after. Um, which comes as quite a surprise to a lot of people. And with those filter pills that we saw, and I'll show them again, uh, oh, it's that one, um, it's going to become even more important because I come onto your page and I immediately look at overview and then I think, oh, what are those videos? And then I click and I get that. And it's just another brand SERP, basically. And Google's encouraging us to look around and research you more on the SERP. But enough of that. We're going to talk about video SEO to launch my, SEO, uh, my <laughs> YouTube show. And I've already launched my YouTube show mm -hmm. a year and a bit ago. So you're too late. Or are you? <laughs> no, you guys, I was looking at your channel and I was like, hey, you're not doing a few things that I'm mentioning here. And there's like, a, you know, there's so many things that you can do. And like when I when I was talking about like launching my channel, there's so many things, whether it's like positive user signals. And I felt like when I was reading the Google search rater guidelines, uh, it plays a lot of part of the, you know, the YouTube algorithm. When I was looking, it's like, it talks about YouTube videos. And then I kind of did a little deeper and followed the Bill Slosky method of looking at patents. And I was like, okay. So I kind of analyzed these certain things and applied these things during my channel. And I was able to grow it from zero to 1,000 in about six months and gain about 2,000 watch hours, which may, 
4,000 watch hours, which made me monetize within about less than six months. All right, brilliant. And from your perspective, you said, okay, the, the, the quality rater guidelines actually teach you about what you need to do on videos. Tell me a bit more about that because quality rater guidelines, everyone just says, all right, that's the, the normal results, but you're saying it spills over into YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it talks about the quality, right? And I feel like when you when you have a quality channel, you actually plan things out, you script things out, and you are able to um, make sure that you have this professionalism above your channel, right? If whether it's you're even using a piece of software like what we're doing now, uh, you can, you're showing that you're the expert. You're this expertise in either the video technology. Uh, you 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 stream in 1080, 4K P, right? That's one of the I believe one of the ranking signals for you to your search algorithm when it chooses which one ten you know what. That I'll choose a higher quality rank, which one higher? Um, and that's so when you want to develop this expertise, you want to get get it technical and also what through your content. Uh, YouTube is right. like an educational search engine, right? So you want to do the how-tos, you want to teach these things and show that you're an expert in this certain subject. Okay. And you, you mentioned the 4K. You're saying that's a tiebreaker in ranking? Yeah, I believe so. It's the and HTTPS of YouTube. There you go. Or or the um, core web vitals. Brilliant. Okay. So Gary says it's a it's a tiebreaker for those two on uh, the normal search results. And Paul Andre de Vera says that uh, 4K is the tiebreaker on YouTube, which is an interesting point. And then you said showing that you're a professional. YouTube wants quality. I mean, kind of yeah. people seem to think you can just throw anything up on YouTube because it's a social media channel. But more than the other ones, it's really focusing on quality. Is that correct? Yeah, because I mean, like, if you think about it, if you have a quality product, you have people watching longer, you have people coming back, you have people subscribing, you're generating all these positive user signals with the quality of your content, the quality of your show, the quality of your production, and you stand out, right? I mean, it's something that you pop out where even I feel like sound quality is so important because that's one of the first things I've did before I even got on. I got a nice mic just so my quality of sound is very well because, I mean, if someone wants to just listen to the video, which a lot of people do, you sound good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Anton, although he's not here, sadly, he's, he's, he's not ill. Uh, he's traveling today, so that's why he's not here. But he, he really bullied me about the quality of the sound first, then the quality of the camera, then the quality of the light, then the quality of the background you've got behind you. Then you can start talking. Yes. I mean, if you have all that, I mean, you don't have to do it all at the same time, but I, you know, I feel like if you go out with a bang, first, first impression is big. I have, and when, when my first episode came out, I've, you know, I went, I went all out. I actually kind of practiced everything. I scripted everything. I actually, you know, did it a few times and repeated it and went live. I had, I didn't just go live and turn it on. I, I actually practiced for quite a few times. And like, I, yeah. Right, yeah, and you said scripted. Now, there's a point that I kind of I'm intrigued by because some people script and some people don't. You script. You like to know what's going to happen. You say, "This is my plan for my show. Yep. I've got somebody coming on. I prepare the questions. I've got the bits at the beginning. And then I've got the interview. All of that. Obviously, the bit at the beginning you have to really work. I mean, that must oh, be yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Then you plan the questions. That you think that's, or for you at least, though, on your channel, that's phenomenally important. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the great talk shows out there, I'm talking about like actual shows, not YouTube channels or anything, but I'm talking about like even television shows. There's yeah. a certain segments of each part of the show that makes it successful, right? And that's what people are kind of used to seeing. So like I have something that's repetitive. I make sure I do my knowledge bombs. I make sure I have a segment where I turn back the clock. I have my beginning segment. So I have actually different segments that my users and viewers can actually will expect to see in the show. Like then they can 
fast forward sometimes that they know where to go. Right. And and that structure is something, it's repetition and consistency. Whereas I was just thinking consistency, I just have to pitch up every week and talk to somebody, but I'm maybe not being consistent enough because there isn't any structure within this show. Oh, there's some structure. You have you when you ask questions, you have your song. Like I was looking forward to my song this morning. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, I want my song. Can't wait for it. And then, you know, so you bring these questions and you know, you ask questions. And you, and then at the very end, where you pass the baton, like having the structure is something that you know people look onto. And I, I feel people will get creative, like like how people pass on pass the baton. Right. Another thing before we move on to actually how to do the SEO about the structure of your show. You have a, a, like four or five minute wait period at the beginning. Why do you do that? Yeah, so I want to make sure the alert goes out and I can also kind of get to know the people that are coming in. And and it's a way for me to engage with the audience because I don't have a segment yet. Um, I'm working on something where I can have engagement where I can engage with the the my viewers, but that's the time I engage with my viewers. I'll give away prizes. I will like do a little quizzes. I'm like, okay, hey, let's see, who was my last guest? And the next one gets a free um, Kindle book. So I give away prizes. I'm all about like spreading, you know, spreading knowledge and helping others out, generally helping others out. And I'm giving prizes every week. And it's for me to just kind of call everyone out and like greet my viewers because make them feel special, right? Because I want to give them that little air horn when they come on and say, hey, what's up, Stefan? What's up, Tim? And I give them like those, those little air horns so they can feel special and they stay towards the end of the show. Right. Oh, so you're the real showman then. Because um, I mean, I've actually got a few things going on in the chat um, and it's you and Alan, Alan Osborne saying hello. Um, and because Anton isn't here, obviously I can't actually pay sufficient attention to all of this at the same time. You're you're multitasking all the time. You do an amazing job of that. Yeah, yeah. I have I have I've seen it, and like you can see like one one of these times if you have time, I can maybe show you some of the things I have here. But I, I do have a keyboard that's an eighty key keyboard is programmed to do different things. Like we'll do my overlays and animations, and I have my soundboard where I do all my sound effects. And then I got my, you know, my three cameras here. So I have, I have different angles where, you know, I have one, this one over here, one over here. And um, that's something where I just like having all this different type of productions just adds a little spice to the show. It gets people like, oh, what's happening next? You kind of get them intrigued and you're trying to like, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. My last question about that beginning, that part of the beginning, what happens once the video is then on YouTube? Do people just skip through that? Well, you know, some, at first I was, um, I kind of make sure like when I would give, I was doing giveaways during that time. So people would watch it at the same time. But at the same time, I do get more people starting with like when after the the replays, you can see it like, actually picks up after the, the, the end of the countdown. So, I mean, whether or not they pick it up, I, I'm still at least engaging with some people in the very, very beginning, but I do see right. that pick up after the yeah, it must be kind of quite pleasing to see it go like that and then drop down slowly, whereas mine just goes off a cliff um, yeah. from from a viewing perspective. Obviously not off a cliff because people do stick no. around. But, um, yeah, ooh, I don't know if I'll start doing it, but it's intriguing. Right now, SEO for yeah. your YouTube show. I mean, are you going to give us yet another lesson in SEO for YouTube or are you going to go further? Well, I'm going to go a little further. I mean, I'm going to give you like everything that I've I've done – I've exactly what I've done, whether it's actual ranking factors or ranking signals. Um, this is everything I've done to grow my channel. Um, like I'm going to give you the process of how I've actually launched it, like from zero to the 2000, like what I was doing, like when I first launched the channel. So, I mean, you want me to go ahead and get started here? <laughs> 
Yep, our, yep, yep, our, yeah. Our, yeah. Okay, go. I'll just interrupt when I've got. Oh no. Okay, okay. So when when I was talking about um, there's there's a bunch of few things that you want to do when you do like your pre-publishing, right? You first want to get get your content. Like I planned out my content. I looked out the space and said, hey, I want to do an essay show, but how was I going to be different? So, you know, I kind of looked at everyone's show out there. I saw tutorials, I saw interviews, I saw, you know, someone that was doing news and stuff like that. So I said, you know what, I'm going to combine all three. And so I kind of like kind of combined all three where I was able to do and come up with my show. And then at the same time, I wanted to stand out with the quality. And I want to like, I've, I'm a, I'm a, I love photography and video. So I've actually yeah, have a, a minor in photography in college. So I was, I was able to kind of get the, put together that knowledge of like the lighting and all that stuff and all my camera stuff. A lot of the camera stuff I already actually had. And I just never did live streaming. So I had to learn how to live stream. So I took a course, learned it real quick in about three months. And like I mentioned, I actually learned everything I knew within the, the first three months. And then before that, so how would I get, how would I know people would want, like know about my channel? So this is where I did traditional SEO for the actual channel itself. So, I mean, I believe I was able to, what I did was I kind of launched 10 videos at first, get it up there. So there's at least content on there. So you, you pre-recorded 10 videos on your own. Yes. Push them onto the channel. So the channel wasn't empty because yep. starting with an empty channel is never going to hack it, is it? Yeah, exactly. So I want to, I did, there was like the, during that three month period I was learning, I actually was at the same time building some channel. I want to get to the oh. first 100 subscribers. I want to get, cause I want to get my, my URL so I can promote that URL, the SEO video show URL. And then what I did was I sent out press releases where I was able to get those, you know, get the traditional backlinks to the channel. I what I did also was I wanted to make sure and to get those 100 subscribers, you know, I was just asking everybody. I was asking like my moms, my aunties, uncles, everyone. And like, just, just, just do whatever you have to do to get to that 100 subscribers, to get that link, get your vanity link. And then that, then you can promote that vanity link to help your channel get that that authority which and, which in fact isn't a vanity link at all it's uh, an incredibly powerful marketing tool yes yes so and then like again like i, I put that in every single i did every single thing whether it was on my profiles um like anything any of my web 2.0s and my social profiles it was that url that i want to spread out because i want to mm. be consistent i want to have that that authority again and then at the same time i also validated my channel you know you, you have to verify it with your phone number I've connected it to my AdSense account, uh, my AdWords account, so you can um, so ver you can verify that that way, so you can show Google that they can trust you, right? So they can actually like, okay, this person's a legit legit business. Yeah. One another thing, this is a tip for you, Jason, because I didn't see this here. I want you, you can did you know you for video location, you can use your GMB as your uh, video location. So if you go to any of my videos, it says you know the video location. If you look above the, my video name, it says SEO video show. It has my my office. And if you go to like Paul Andre, like I have another Paul Andre GMB, like Google My Business, and all my videos say Paul Andre on the top of my videos because it's, if you go to video location, you search your Google My Business, then you can attach it to videos. And that way, you know, you can at least tell Google like, hey, oh, this is actually attached to a real business. And that's right. Okay. Because I, mean, I was wondering about the GMB thing. Somebody once mentioned to me, I thought, I don't want it to say Obey, Montpellier, South of France, tiny little village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, no. You can put put in your GMB. Search CaliCube. I know you have a CaliCube. You have to have a CaliCube GMB, right? Yeah, no, no. It, it, but the GMB is actually in the middle of the countryside in the south of France. Oh, which but is, doesn't, which is doesn't nice, but not but, for uh, professional. No, but your name. The name on there will show your your right. actual company name. So that's like I'll how do you, that right after yeah. the show. There Thank you me. go. Yes. All right. So back back and to like. Sorry, uh, you do that for the whole channel. I do that for every single video. And then But you oh you have to do it per video. Yeah, you have to do right, it per okay. video. You have to do per per video. 
And then, Ooh. so one of those things, so one of the things like, you know, and then going back to like when I was actually uploading videos, right? Um, I actually uh, add metadata to each video. If, you, if you're if you on a PC, right click it, you can change the file properties, add the metadata in there. Or if you export your video from a, a video editor, you can add metadata on there. You can use um, uh, Dublin Core metadata, regular metadata, just add your metadata in there because I believe there's another patent I found within the YouTube algorithm where it kind of extracts that metadata somehow. And that's why like when you have your file name, um, I always name my file name, the video and the title of my video because it actually will pull it into the actual title and you can see it when you upload it, the name of the file is actually extracted within the YouTube studio. So all that stuff, pre-publishing, I do like all the metadata and file renaming. And that's one thing. Um, I feel that also was able to kind of help me in certain things because I'm ranking for things like YouTube ranking factors, video SEO. These are things that I've actually was able to document and show within about seven days to pop up for YouTube ranking factors. And that's on Google and on YouTube. So those, so those, those are the two things. Again, um, one of the things that like I didn't know before, this, which I started doing is speaking my keywords, right? I started speaking like like we, today we're talking about video SEO. We should be talking. We say you should be saying video SEO as much times as you can. And it's like it's not necessarily like. Um, and I would joke around. If you go look in my okay, this is one thing. One of the things I do within my the countdown as well. Uh, and you know, one of the reasons I do my countdown is I actually have topics which I repeat multiple times throughout the whole five ten minutes of of the countdown. And I'm, I'm throwing in my keywords. I'm like, okay, we're talking about enterprise SEO, in-house SEO. And it, right. I'm, I'm kind of repeating that like every two minutes in the countdown. And it's it's also on screen, right? Because, you know, Google can extract these, these taxes on screen. And you know how I learned about this, what proved this? Um, um, it was on your show. What proved about speaking certain things? Because you were speaking about someone and I, you didn't put it in your description. You put it in your tile, title. And I was searching for that person. And... Your video came up. I was like, "Oh, all right." So, like, like, like this is I know for a fact when you speak uh, speak something on there, it's going to show up, even though it's not in your title or your description. And, and you don't need to do the captions for that to happen. No, nope, nope, because it was right as, after as long your as live. You speak clearly. Yeah, it was right after your live too. And I was like, and and that's one thing where it's like also, um, and one of the things that I was able to kind of figure out, I was like, oh, okay, so we want to make sure we speak our keywords. And then also including the thumbnail, right? The thumbnail has to have the keywords because even a small text, you can, I've actually tested it out. You can write really, really tiny text on your thumbnail, <laughs> drag it to Google Cloud Vision. It will extract it and know that it was able in, it was in there. Like it says right. like, oh, this, this thing's on there. So, I mean, I'm not saying anyone, you know, uh, stuff your keywords, stuff your thumbnails with tiny keywords, but they can read your things on there. So every time I have a thumbnail, I kind of make sure I include everything I want on there. The person's name and I'm interviewing and, you know, whatever the subject is about. Right. I mean, but what stands out there is, is, is not, as you said, don't, don't think that a small text in a thumbnail is going to change your life. But yeah. all of those things that you just mentioned accumulated, uh, having mentioning the name, having the, the text in the thumbnail, making sure it's in the file name, in the title and the description, presumably, mentioning it multiple times through the, the program, all of those add up to send these tiny signals yeah. that in Chinese water torture kind of style are going to trigger the, the algorithm. Exactly. And then, so like, you know, that's, that's why I was trying to build like the, you know, with the, with uploading the, up, that's within uploading the videos, right? I want to build some, some authority around it now. Now, now how do I get more people on there? I, again, like I was sharing it, you know, sharing it everywhere. I even did, um, there's also this auto subscribe link, right? It's, it's like question mark equals sub underscore confirmation equals one, right? Something like something of that sort. I thought you, that didn't work anymore. I thought that Oh, was, it still works. 
Oh, it's, it still works. So what I do is, I, you know, you put that and create a little short link, and, uh, one of my own vanity URLs for my own domain, seo.video slash, you know, what it was. And I would use that to promote everywhere. Like whether and whether it was in some, I did a little bit Facebook ads as well and um, Facebook ads. And when, when every time I shared it, I always use that link. And then I also built it by when I was growing my LinkedIn at the same time. Because, you know, on LinkedIn, you can send a message when you try to connect with someone. And if if you got, I do have, I, I, when I go out and do some outreach and connect with other people, I have a t- standard template where it says, oh, you know, great to meet other SEOs. I would love you for you to check out my, my, you know, check out my channel and whatever. And it would have that subscribe link on there, but it was hidden through a vanity URL and I was able to grow more subscribers that way. And I, and I still do it to this day. I mean, it's, it's still growing and it's, it's a way to kind of, um, kind of daisy chain two marketing promotions. I'm trying to grow my LinkedIn and my YouTube at the same time. So I'm like, it's, you know, if I have the ability to include my LinkedIn and promote my YouTube and LinkedIn, hey, why not? So it's it's one of those things where I was able to gain right. more subscribers I mean, that way. It's the idea just to ping people backwards and forwards between them all from one to the other. That if you, once you get them on one, you can get them on the other as well, as it were. Yeah, exactly. And, That's, and did, did you find that people engage in that way, that people want to engage with you on multiple platforms? Well, I mean, it was it depends. Like something, because I say, hey, you want to check it out? I, I always ask for feedback. So I always actually make it an open loop where I can, hey, you know, if you can check it out, I would love your feedback. And people, some people do give me feedback. And I actually apply everything. That's what I feel like was so awesome about the show. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of all different types of feedback I've received. Uh, whether it was just like, uh, hey, you keep touching your ears. That means, and and it was because I had this ear um, ear and monitor that was didn't fit my ear. And I didn't notice that. I was like, okay, so I bought some that actually fit my ears, and I barely touch my ears now. Um, and really? it's it's getting it's getting this feedback that made these certain things. Like, um, if you look at earlier in my shows, it's like. I never had like um, dividers between my news things, but people are like, oh, I don't know when the, you're talking about the next new piece of news. So I started adding a little um, transition um, graphic just because of that. So like, you know, getting feedback is what, you know, is what I truly appreciate. That That's a really nice kind of tip from a perspective. I was making a video the other day and I realized that, that the, the moments I stopped on one and started talking about something else, this is a pre-recorded video, yeah weren't incredibly clear and i thought all i can do is put a divider in and to be honest i I can't be bothered and that i think now you've just said that is a big mistake and i should have had the energy and the desire and the um, enthusiasm to actually do it because those dividers must make an awful lot of difference yeah, no, and it does, and and it's it also adds a transition. You can quickly like kind of have that pattern interruption. That's one thing I learned also doing video because this is again something I learned where you, you when you have this pattern interruption, you kind of reset the attention span of your viewer, right? And when you retouch your attention span, they stay longer. And that's why I do like a lot of overlays. That's why I do the transitions. That's why I do the sound effects. It's just to make sure like keep my audience alert, and. So, I mean, that's like, just that was the way how I got, was able to get, like, um, getting my channel established as, like, you know, an authority, right? Like, I just wanted to make sure I I've, I first created content. And the content I created was also uh, strategic. I created, I was answering questions on Quora with videos. And so I was able to kind of cross-promote Quora and YouTube. So I was answering questions on YouTube. And I was I was also making sure I posted on video, I posted a video on, YouTube, on Quora, and then it went back to YouTube. Brilliant. But Erin's saying that you're killing it with content in the video lane. He likes his lanes, does Erin. So um, from Erin Sparks, that's a real compliment from a real knowledgeable guy. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, Erin. Love your show. You you make great content. You make sure it's all structured. You make sure you've got your keywords all in the right places. 
and you ping people from channel to channel and get them to subscribe without them knowing it. Well, I mean, they, they're going to get um, they're going to get a little. Uh, would you like to subscribe? Yes or no? They can press the yes or no button. A little, yeah. a little pop up. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm a bit wussy about that. I can. Ooh, I can't do that. But in fact, yeah, people can just click now. So it's yeah. not like I'm forcing them. Exactly. And, and it's there. Yeah. Brilliant. What's the next step? Keep going. Keep all going. Right, all, right, all right. All right. All right. Okay. So now, now you need to get some watch time. It's all about getting positive user signals when you were trying to get things ranked. Right. So you want to get some watch time for your videos. How do you get watch time? All right. I was already talking about, about getting all the, adding the attention span, all the pattern interruptions, being able to do that. I even do that with all my videos now, like my pre-recorded videos. I interrupt every five seconds, five to eight seconds. I'm going to have a, like something come in, maybe some text come in or anything like that to keep that attention span coming. And so being able to have that attention span will keep your watch time going. Another thing is to make sure you share your videos through a playlist. Create playlist, right? You create a playlist. And then you, sh you grab the, the URL that's attached to the video URL attached to your playlist, share that. So when someone clicks on it, all your other videos will show up that will come up next. So you'll get more watch time of your channel right. um, when you share a video, you know, a video from a playlist. And then you make sure you attach that playlist. Yeah, they, they stick around because they're already yeah. in the playlist and they would tend to watch that. And they don't see all the suggestions that, Google, that YouTube yeah, rather are giving. Exactly. But coming back to the point before, every five seconds. So I should interrupt you every five seconds, which probably equates to like 10 words. <laughs> I mean, you can. I mean, but, but maybe like even just I'm not necessarily up to uh, not, not a speech interruption, but maybe like a throw throw in like a little sound effect or something, or like a overlay and like you know something like that, just to kind of get the 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 viewers watching. And then at the same time, when you do interrupt, you do kind of like uh, still do get that attention span because who would want to listen to me, you know, talk ramble. Yeah. And, you know, when you can get that interruption, but I mean, if it's a good interruption too, but you're cutting that break because, right, because, right. yeah, I can ramble and go on and, no, and admit, yeah. Well, and that is the thing I interrupt. I, I keep it in mind no more than a minute because exactly. nobody wants to listen to anybody else for more than a minute. <laughs> and, and, and what the irony of that is when I'm guesting on other people's shows, I don't shut up. And I have to tell them, can you please interrupt me? Because I'll just keep talking. Well, I mean, a bit like you just said. Yeah, no, but I mean, I'm gonna let you go if you're dropping all these knowledge bombs. There's, there's a reason why I want, I want you to spill the beans. It's like I'm not gonna like you keep on going. And then at the same time, um, like you know, when I keep you going, like, especially when you were on my show, right? I didn't, I didn't interrupt you, but I was dropping knowledge bombs left and right. I was like, oh, boom. All right. Boom. I thought it was because I was saying intelligent things, but it isn't. It's because you just wanted to interrupt every five <laughs> no, seconds. No, no, no. I mean, I, there's a there's a purpose for it, right? And and again, it's, it's also a nice marker for me to go back. I mean, there's multiple uses. When you have when to add those little um, those those little pen reprints because I can go back at each knowledge bomb and know when you dropped one and pull that snippet out and share that. Uh, oh, very clever! Good way of saving time later on. Um, and talk about knowledge bombs. Is yeah. that that's your thing? I mean, I don't know how many other people in the world say mm. it, but I kind of associate it with you. And mm. I was preparing uh, a series of little clips. So every time after one of these episodes, we do mini clips. Mm -hmm. where we just pull out one minute to two minutes. Oh, yeah. And I was going to call them CaliCube knowledge bombs. And I, then I thought, A, I can't do that because that's Paul's thing. No. And B, <laughs> it doesn't represent me. I would never say knowledge bomb knowingly. Mm -hmm. And I've now called them CaliCube knowledge nuggets, which yes. is much more my style. And yes, I think, I'm sorry, the point there is keeping your style and being yeah. true to yourself. 
And I'm very familiar with those knowledge nuggets because you make it in every week on my show with your knowledge nuggets. I, I grab one and play like, hey, you know what? Look at, check out this knowledge nugget that, you know, Jason played. Uh, be sure to check out the full video on his channel. But yeah, you know, thank you for um, helping me have the, my content in the beginning of my show. Brilliant. Absolutely. No, no problem at all. Now, here's another question is mm -hmm. that I actually no longer choose them myself. Mm -hmm. I ask the guests to choose their favorite part. Or Katrina from the Cali Cube team chooses her favorite part. And what I like about that is it gives a different perspective because my perspective would be very different to everybody else's. So what I found really interesting is that with a team, I've managed to spread out the approaches. So it's not just my approach. It's a grouped mm -hmm. approach with different people's input. Would you would you go for that, or are you really a one man show pony, whatever? Well, I, I am a one man show, but I mean, hey, I'm like uh, for whatever anyone if anyone wants to help out, <laughs> they can. But um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's just something. If I had even if I had more time, um, again, you know, this is something I do on the side as a hobby, and if I I would go into the cut more clips out and stuff like that. But again, it's, it's something where it's 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 something I love doing. It's, and I'll continue doing it because I love doing it. And like, I love, ha have, love having fun. I love meeting the people. Again, that's another thing that I'm able to grow the channels by getting like all these like um, industry professionals that actually have their own following. Uh, and, and that's one of my own strategies too, is ranking for every um, guest's name on YouTube. Hmm. And for the most part, I am within the top 10 of videos. So I'm getting a bunch of, of, of searches of the, right. of, yeah, you know, of all these people, all the SEOs and digital marketing professionals being searched. So that's one of my main strategies of actually growing the channel was getting, you know, trying to pull that audience. Right. Yeah. Because I, I did that as an experiment. Part of the, the whole Cali Cube Tuesdays experiment is that they're called Cali Cube Tuesdays with Paul Andre de Vera and Jason Barnard with the idea that I'm associating the event to you, to me, and bringing those three entities together mm. uh, with the idea of ranking, but also mm. educating Google and filling the knowledge graph and creating relationships that don't necessarily <laughs> exist. Um, and you're, you're doing a really, really good job because you popped out a knowledge panel uh, for me. It says like a Paul Andre Devera events and it goes to your events. You're yeah. on the top 10 <laughs> within my research results. It says, you know, uh, has your, your website, you created a page for me on your website, which is awesome. Thank you. And then that shows up too. Yeah. So it's like, Having having these nice pages show up for your brand syrup is, is awesome, totally awesome. Well, I mean, that, that's the whole kind of experiment, entity experiment I'm doing with WordLift. Um, and we built this kind of experiment. It's been going on for a year and a half. And one of the things I've noticed is that the images, the thumbnails and the social images that are on the podcast and the Cali Cube Tuesdays episode pages pretty much always rank for the name when they're image boxes. So they rank for every single guest. Now, I'm wondering... From thumbnail perspective, does Google have taste? Does mm. it make a value judgment on the quality of your images? We don't know, right? I I guess they don't like my images. I, I don't get my image on my knowledge panel. <laughs> I've been I actually asked you, I think I asked you this a while back. I'm like, can I get my image on my knowledge panel? <laughs> it will pop out. Yeah, um, Alessia Korobka was saying meta, I mean, you were talking about metadata. Mm -hmm. uh, that helps an awful lot. She she said she managed to outrank my photo with her photo. There's an episode, if somebody wants to go back and watch it from the summer, and she explains all the tips and tricks, and it's absolutely awesome. I can't remember half of them. And if you want to know, you have to go and watch it. We're not going to talk about it today. Um, <laughs> the 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 other thing kind of, uh, yeah, but, sorry, the, 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 the next thing I was looking at as well is from YouTube, on brand SERPs, at least, YouTube tends to dominate. People say YouTube dominates in the search results. And once again, doing an experiment with WordLift, we're using their plugin on our site, and we've managed to dominate 
YouTube, i.e. replace the YouTube video with the videos that we've embedded in our own site, even though the videos come from YouTube. And Andrea Volpini says, basically, that's the carrot they're giving us because if you use the correct schema markup, the page, when it's embedded in a page and in a site that's dedicated mm. to that, Google will actually prefer it because YouTube doesn't have that context. What do you feel about that? No, that takes, totally makes a lot of sense. And um, that's something I do when I do have time, I'm planning on doing, creating, you know, yeah. I should be, I should be creating a video schema for all of my episodes and, and yeah. all that stuff. I should, I should be doing that on my website. I do have a website. It's, it's just, you know, a WordPress site that I kind of threw together and just gathering all kinds of SEO videos. But um, when, when I do a catch chance, I should be doing that. I've, I know it works. It work, it's working for you. It's your perfect example. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, so that was rotten of me. I took you off your topic, which is YouTube, <laughs> and, and took you onto the web. Let's get back to YouTube. What's the next point? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So you wanna, if you want to grow your channel, you got you to, gotta, how, how are you going to get other people to notice you, right? Again, you, a great a way to do it is by going on other people's live shows. Have a nice hairstyle is the answer. Yeah, so they stand out. I mean, I'm, I'm big on personal branding. So there's something unique that's always going to stand out about me or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I, I, I've actually, like on one of my shows, I actually showed like how I had two Mohawks one time. Um, I take personal branding like very seriously, even if it has to do something with my own self. But uh, again, it's like, if you are on a certain platform, let's say even YouTube, interact with other people in that platform. Go on other people's live shows. Uh, talk to them. People, give them a super chat and then people will see you. Like, especially, can you imagine? Like, I would always go onto the SEMrush channel, like the SEMrush when there's like hundreds of people on. I'll interact with their head. You'd see my huge bright logo. There's this SEO video show. And then, you know, I'll get people coming on and like kind of like be honest about my show. I mean, there's reasons why I would attend other shows because not, not necessarily to just participate and, and, and you know, say hi and all that, but there's also because like, get my channel visibility out there, you know, being able to, one of the things I was also doing was like, I would also comment on the, on the videos I was sharing and then link back to my channel. Uh, I was doing that for a while. Then I guess YouTube did something where I started ghosting my comments so that, that stopped after, I think after six, seven months. Um, but I was able to like, you know, leave links and, and links to videos to, you know, Hey, Hey, I shared a video and I put it, you know, and, and then I would get some traffic that way because that's one of the things that you want to do. Like you want to have your video links, with other around other video um in, in your industry and that goes to the part where you to the suggested and people also watched um algorithm right the suggested right. videos is something that i've actually started seeing a lot more of and it's because it's one of the things where if you actually link i've been looking to um and all the in all my video clips i share i link to their video clip the actual videos the full videos and then if you think about it people also watch a certain video so if people also if they click on your link of the video of, of like they watch one of your videos on there they'll say oh, okay people that actually saw our channel say also watch my channel so like you, you get recommended on the you know home page people also watch and suggested videos it started coming up when i was like really like linking because i didn't start linking to other videos maybe until like episode five or six because people were asking like oh how, yeah, these are great clips but can we watch um can we that's another piece of feedback i got can you put links to the actual clip um full videos like oh yeah hell yeah and then when i started doing that is when i started seeing like the, the suggested videos come up more so i was like okay so if i kind of like put more links of of, of related videos within my description I, and, and it makes sense right because if someone clicks and watches it right. people also watch this and then my videos start showing up Right. Okay. And that, that's mostly on YouTube. I mean, would, would it work YouTube. if you uploaded the clip to Twitter and then link back to the full video, having uploaded the, the, the clip to Twitter? Oh, no, this is the, just anything YouTube itself, right? Because you're, you're within the platform, you're watching other people's videos, you know, someone's watching it, by, and you found it through your description, your video, you've you know, put that link on there. Right. And so when someone watches their no. video, yeah. 
Right, no, because basically uh, your, your idea is brilliant and we're going with that. Katrina, who will watch this, will now steal that idea. And I was just trying to get Katrina to hear another idea that I just had while you were talking and see if that works. And my whole thing is I just want to experiment and see what works. And once I see whether it works or not, I, I, I generally just kind of think, oh, God, that's another thing, another thing that I can tick off. But my whole aim is the brand SERPs. It isn't actually <laughs> about driving um, viewership so much as, as understanding how all of this fits together in the brand SERP context. So on to the next one. And I've noticed every time you get onto another point, you start off with this, and now, how are you doing that? You, you got to come into this incredible presentation mode. Off you go again. I love it. Oh, well, I mean, I'm a participant. <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm a Toastmaster, right? And, right. We, and so I, I've, something I, I love public speaking. And this is something where you have, you know, again, this is like, like something I love doing. And um, a, a Toastmaster is something that helped me become, you know, more confident in front of the camera. I mean, right. I've, I've been doing this through my meetings. If you, if you can imagine, like, like when I do my presentations, like you know, SEO can be a very, very boring subject to talk about, especially when you're talking like executive. I mean, I'm just saying, like, not, when, not, not, not when they talk about me, because, you know, hey, my tagline, SEO video show where SEO is alive and fun. But I mean, um, when you're talking about to people that don't understand it, like other marketers, you're trying to tell the metrics, hey, you got to really be present it in a nice way where that they'll make it um, love to remember it and stuff like that. And that, that goes through with the way how I present my presentations, whether it's like on on camera or not, or within within meetings. I'm the exact same way in meetings. <laughs> I have this much energy in, in, in all of my meetings. Right, there you go. Here we got a message. Make money online with Chase Ryan and oh, what's yeah. up, SEO pros? Welcome, Chase. Now, Chase, sorry, back, Chase, back my man, point. what's up, Chase? <laughs> uh, I back got to all your these... points. Oh yeah, back to my points. Okay, let's go back to like all right. Now, the one of the biggest things that I've actually started seeing, like, and you can see it within my brand set, are the timestamps. Right, timestamps is something that you should make sure you actually put on there to even. Um, uh, or because they're gonna, do, or if they do the auto chapters, you may you don't want you may want them to have it actually organized where you actually include your keyword in certain things and get found for certain um, with your timestamps. Um, if you get clever with your timestamps, you can get you know answer questions with timestamps and then it would show up, right? Ooh. So make sure um, make sure you add your keywords in your timestamps. That would also help within like you know you getting found, and driving more viewership, driving more views, and driving um, driving more watch time. Brilliant. Yeah, because I use timestamps, but I tend to just put what I think is interesting, which is obviously a, a big miss on my part, because what I find is interesting isn't necessarily what people search for. <laughs> I mean, if it answers a question, you're in great shape. I mean, as long as it answers your question and whatever that is, you'll pull that traffic. I mean, it's funny because I had a guest, I think it was like Dixon Jones was a couple of weeks ago saying, Hey, I, you know, I've, um, he was like, no one's searching for mine. I'm like, you'll believe you don't, you'll, you actually got about 10 searches just past week for your name. So stop talking about that. So like, this is one of the things where, um, it doesn't matter. And then when you actually add these timestamps, um, I, it, 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 you can actually add more keywords. You can, you're helping the algorithm find more of your content, right? Because yeah, maybe they are able to extract it, but you're actually directing them. I mean, I would feel like, and I feel you can turn it off. You can turn off the auto chapters somewhere. Uh, I know it's a new feature, but um, I haven't actually looked into it yet, but turning it, because it's still grabbing my timestamps, but you can turn it off. I suggest you turn it off and do your actual timestamps. Right. Okay. And and that would then lead me on to the question of, you know, a lot of people will, will focus on the really big volume keywords, the, oh, yeah. the popular ones. Mistake, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm long term. I'm long. I'm long tail all day. That's something where I love capturing that traffic. Uh, traffic. Because I mean, this is where you can rank all the videos. You know, there's some videos where I'm ranking. Where I'm, um, 
where I just put the keyword twice. In, I mean, twice, like a long tail keyword, twice in the title, a couple times in the description and in the thumbnail. That's all I did. All I did, scheduled as a live event and it's ranking number one on Google. Like these are, these are certain things where like, you have to find the right points. Like the main, the main exact points where I always, I always express it where it's like thumbnail, title description, mention it a few times. Don't stuff it. If, I mean, if you want, if you're lazy, <laughs> go ahead and just like, I, this is what I'm testing. Like I was stuffing it and trying to test certain things. And I was like, Oh wow, that, that works. And then you know, add it a few times within a description. It's like, it's like ranking back in 2008, like how it was in Google. You can just do that in YouTube. I mean, if you're back in 2008, just remember those things that you did back then. But on Google, you can you could rank. I mean, on YouTube, and you can start ranking your videos really easily. Brilliant. Here's a question: What about SEO keywords and comments? I was a big fan of that. I'm I'm not too. I mean, I would say like I would. It does help. I've I've I actually in one of my videos I actually do mention like, hey, I say I actually respond respond to everyone's uh, comment with my keyword. Like like when someone's asked something, I respond it with the kind of the keyword I'm kind of targeting. Uh, I again, that's something I did, but I don't know if it's a ranking factor, ranking signal. But I do that. I actually respond with keywords uh, per, on purpose uh, to but all my comments. Doesn't that come a point with the keywords for each episode where it's so much in your head that you just do it naturally? It's not even making an effort to do it because the keyword is going to be part of the answer anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things too. Like, and um, for the most part, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to put a keyword that doesn't make sense. So it's like you, you were talking about. You're right. It's talking about naturally. Um, I mean, one of the things, one of my purpose, one of my main goals for the channel was to rank for video SEO. And which is, you know, the channel is ranking, you know, within different rank, ranking checkers, like, you know, TubeBuddy and 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 um, these other things. When you search video SEO, like the channel shows up. And again, I feel this goes back to like the authority of the channel. You know, the, you know, the content that the, the ver- you know, being verified, you know, you show that trust with Google. And one of the things that I, like, you know, I kind of like, kind of didn't share, like share, mentioned earlier is like, when you promote your videos, I feel there's a reason why YouTube puts in the different platforms they share. So like I, what I did, I registered a, an, an account on all the shareable platforms on there and share it in one of those. I mean, I don't have any followers on those, but hey, I, I just, once I publish a video, I'll share it on those platforms because there's some accounts, there's some social accounts on there that like people probably never heard of, but there's a reason why they're on there. So use them. <laughs> like why, why, does, why would YouTube or Google even have put them on there if it didn't mean anything, right? Because I mean, it's, it's like free promo. Right. I mean, a, a lot of them, you've said Google a few times there. I mean, you're really associating the two. And yeah. whether YouTube is up to Google standards of algorithmic smartness or not doesn't really matter. It's certainly moving up the scale. It's not as simplistic as it was perhaps two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do. I guess I've been uh, interchangeably saying it, but I mean, hey, Google owns YouTube. And I feel like some of the engineers has been pushing some of those things going um, towards each platform. And, you know, at the same time, it's like you want, I mean, there's different strategies against it. Again, rank on Google versus YouTube. I mean, like the embed thing. I, I If I want to rank a video on Google, I'm, I'm getting, I'm embedding my video everywhere I can. Um, you know, right. yeah. So like there's, there's different strategies that you, for each one. But um, again, if you, like this is for YouTube, at least is like, you know, this is about growing the channel. Um, it's all about the positive user signals, you know, the watch time, the subscribers, the likes, the engagements. So those, those four are the, the, the biggest positive user signals. I f- believe there's a whole patent on that. They talk about these four things and in, in the, the positive, it's called positive user signals um, patent on YouTube. Brilliant. 
Wonderful. Is that the end of your list? Has we have we gone through it all? Because that's oh. actually the the biggie at the end. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's the biggie at the end. But you know what, guys? I put all this thing, everything that we talked about here. Um, I'm, I'm I have it in a checklist for you guys, and you know, you guys can grab it like later on. Um, and you know, maybe Jason, you can put it on on the description. But yeah, I have this here for for everyone to check out and if you have any questions just watch this video i actually on the landing page where i've have this um checklist has this video already embedded so <laughs> you can you can watch it well we can definitely link to that now uh, to finish off a couple of things number one is that a couple of people have asked me what happened to my eye the answer is i had an operation uh, it didn't go very well and uh, it's gonna get better but for today i'm being the pirate with the silly patch on and i actually can't see which is why i keep going like that because i can't actually read the comments um so i feel a bit like mr magoo the pirate which is a slightly strange combination um but now we can get on to next week thank you very much paul we're going to be talking to mad singers about how to delegate effectively which is i'm incredibly interested in uh, mads is a delightful chap i've spent quite a lot of time with him the last few weeks in brighton and in kiev He's delightful and super, super smart. So that's going to be an amazing episode to which I encourage you vastly and immensely to come along to. And now we've got the passing the baton tradition. I'm going to pass it to Paul to pass the baton to Mads. To all the CaliQ viewers around the world, join Jason Barnard next week on the topic of how to delegate effectively as it brings on the people management coach, the founder of SEO Master Summit, and the fellow Toastmaster, Matt Singers. I don't think we'll ever have anything quite like that ever again in the passing the baton moment. Thank you so much, Paul. That was absolutely awesome. <laughs> A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Paul André. Avec un Thanks a lot, man. That was absolutely brilliant. And now I've got to find the closing button. 